Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, the Loneliness Guy. Today we're going to have a great chat with Sophia Corcorez from the Other People Movement Collective about connection in the time of COVID. But before we get going, this podcast is all about destigmatizing loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally. It contains content relating to the mental, emotional and physical well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in your shot, now's a good time for you to move on. Okay, with all of that said, how about you go and get Sophia and me a table where we can chat and I'll get our coffee sorted. Here you go. Today we're going to have a chat with the awesome Sophia Corcorez from the Other People Movement Collective. And she has started... Well, I've got to let Sophia tell her story very shortly. But this chat comes after Sophia and I caught up through... Well, found each other through the power of social media a few weeks ago. And we had a... I think we've both dubbed it, Sophia, a an orgasmic... Soulgasmic, soul, soulgasmic chat. <laughs> Orgasmic and soulgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so it was um, one of these chats, and and super keen uh, listener to record one of these conversations for you, because we had a bit of a chat about the current COVID situation globally, and the. I wrote on this topic back in and and published on this topic back in April 2020 when we were all globally just sort of getting hunkered down initially and we're all feeling a bit lost. Um, And I did my best to offer some support, some encouragement to you through my blog. But one of the critical points in that blog post that I I wrote was that we all have been given a reminder about how important connection is to us. And because I write on connection to self, connection to others, connection to our community, when we are unable to connect with others in the same way that we had, when we are unable to connect with our community in the same way that we had, we can be left with ourselves. And for many, that was an uncomfortable realization. Yeah. And because we've been, and, and that the, the absence of the other two and the removal of the other distractions of, you know, life pre-COVID, um, that we can be left uncomfortably, you know, with uncomfortable feelings within ourselves. Sophia, I would love for you to share while we're having this this cup of coffee um, in this in this coffee shop globally through Zoom. I which which does seem very COVID modern, right? Um, <laughs> it's the new thing. <laughs> I know, I know, we're just so cool. Um, but I, I I would love to hear your story. So and welcome as the very first guest. Welcome. Well, thank you. And thank you, Phil, for having me. I feel like it was um, meant to be to have met you uh, through Instagram. And I think I said this to you on our first call. I was like, you are such a cool person to be calling yourself lonely, right? Like, I think it's we often have this image of lonely people as um, losers and you you are far from that. So I'm (laughs) I am so grateful to be um chatting with you and on this podcast and and sharing a little bit about my work um but yeah i'll start a little bit with uh with sort of the story of opm because it is definitely evolved and it's definitely evolved as a result of of this quarantine period but Mm. it started as just this sort of side project i did for about four years ago um i created this jacket that said other people matter Mm -hmm. on the back of it and I did it as this art project for my for my graduate school program. I studied positive psychology at Penn, and um, we had to create some sort of piece of art and experiment with it. And so I put this saying, other people matter, on the back of a jacket and got some friends to wear it. And, and my hypothesis was, could clothing actually get strangers to connect? Um, mm. And at the time, 
this was like 2016 and Trump had just gotten elected and you know there's same political divides then as there are now and I was like I, people need to be talking more and maybe clothing can help with that and so it was this it was this uh experiment that sort of um took off a little bit like I the jacket was cool people were asking for it people were wearing it um but it was always this this side thing that I did mm-hmm. um and part of the part of it so part of why it evolved with COVID too was the idea was that like if you have a really connecting experience with a stranger over this jacket that you like pass the jacket off to them and then they wear it and it travels around the globe so we were sort of collecting cool stories um and it was always a side project and then right before covid hit i knew i wanted to do something more with with opm mm-hmm. and i had been leading circles in schools with with high school um here in the states we say middle school and high school um so we were talking about like you know 12 to 18 year olds and i was doing a lot of work in schools with teachers and with school leaders and, and running these circles like kind of well-being circles yeah. um and i knew i wanted to take something with that and something with this jacket and put it together so I was like brewing all these ideas. This was February, March 16th is when San Francisco went into lockdown. Um, and as the lockdown was approaching, I was like, well, it's really not going to work to be passing jackets around right now. <laughs> so like, I guess that's not my idea anymore. And then, you know, the Seems circle. so quite now. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I wonder if we'll ever get back to that where it's like, hey, wear my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I do not know. But I knew that that, that wasn't going to be my business for now. Mm. Um, and I also knew that, you know, the circles which I had loved and had really seen a lot of transformation with in terms of teachers and students at schools, I knew that couldn't be happening. In per- I mean, all the schools were shutting down, right? So, like, yeah. that wasn't going to happen in person either. So, I kind of um, pivoted a few times there and decided to take the concept of circles and put it online um, and just gather different groups of people um, who were other. So, you know, this, this other people part has always been important to me, like um, talking to people who maybe you wouldn't otherwise have exposure to for whatever reason of difference Mm. um, and sort of like bridging those gaps and understanding, coming to a common space together and talking and, online circles have proven to be a really effective way of doing so. Um, and then of course, you know, to the loneliness work, and I know we'll get into this cause mm. I, I've learned some lessons there about, you know, words to use and words not to use and all those sorts of things. But, um, you know, I was, I was worried about some of my family members at the crime and it turns out I was really worried about myself too. Mm. <laughs> so that takes a little, that takes a little bit longer to, to realize sometimes, but I was really worried about, oh my goodness, you know, we're all going to be locked indoors and not able to see each other. And that's not going to be good. Like that's going to cause more loneliness than, than we've already experienced. And so we need this online space to connect. And yes, Zoom is great for that, obviously, but you know, there's, I think what I do in my circles is a lot more, it's deeper Mm. uh, listening and responding and sharing work. Mm -hmm. Um, that I think is really effective in terms of getting people to truly learn how to connect, not just with others, but with themselves too. So that's the long story of, of how I am now leading online circles. I think the, the imagery of the circle is in itself tremendously powerful when we talk about connection. Um, yeah. And, you know, listener, if you could imagine the three of us sitting in a coffee shop right now and around a circular table. One of the beautiful things about the, 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 the shape of a circle is that when you sit in a circle, you can see everyone. Yep. Uh, and there's no blind spots. There's no, you know, no long rectangular tables where you're limited to, t- to speaking to the person across from you and next to you. Uh, a circle is conducive to sharing. A, a circle while closed is a space to open up. Um, and that was very poetic, wasn't it? Um, yeah, you just coined something right there. (laughs) I did. I did. Lucky we're recording that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do feel credit when I use it. I'll make sure to (laughs) beat your name. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, freely available, uh, that one, but it is, um, one of the, like, I love it. I just so love the, the idea of bringing, 
bringing people, I, I, I caught myself there about to say different people, but bringing people together uh, yep. and guiding through uh, a, a, like the sharing, the opening up process. And yeah. how, how exactly, how exactly does it work? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. And I, I use a lot of positive psychology backed techniques to, um, I, I like explicitly teach them. So it's, it's a pretty, at least at first, it's a pretty structured experience where, you know, it always starts with some sort of, I call it centering, um, which is just another term for like mindfulness sort of exercise. So we can get into the space together. And then there's um, some journaling that's based on a prompt and then there's some sharing. And then I teach um, listening and responding skills, something I call uh, noticing. So that's just like what you notice in somebody when they're sharing. And then also um, deepening heart questions, how to ask questions that keep people after they've shared how to ask questions that keep people in their hearts and not get them to go back to their heads, mm -hmm. um, which is a very hard skill to do. Yeah. And I still, yeah, I, I'm still learning it myself, to be honest. But I think we as humans, like one way we try to connect with people, and we all do this, right? Like with people that we really love and care about is give advice. Um, and advice usually stems from a self place right like advice is a form of nostalgia like this is this is what yeah. i did i was in that current situation or a similar situation right and mm -hmm. um but inadvertently it passes a little bit of judgment so i teach people to kind of let go of all of that let go of all the things that you are used to rely on in terms of connecting with others and just create space like just allow someone to share what it is that's going on with them and people share pretty powerful and moving things in these circles and you know, give them the space to do it and then respond with a question that's going to allow them to stay in their heart and not get to this like heady space of, oh, now I need to explain myself and now I need to problem solve. Um, none of that. I think circles is to your point of like really just creating this. It's a safe container where you where you share and you're seen and you're heard and mm. everybody's. Mm. Love it. You just yeah. said those those two magic words like two-thirds uh are like seen heard and you know you feel that you belong when you're in a circle it's yeah. it's it's intimate yeah. it's it's an intimate shape um and the, i think that's the first time i've ever said those words together uh, uh you know in 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 my life as a, a shape as intimate but um <laughs> But yeah. but it but it is it, it is and and something I think we can all relate to the power of being seen, being heard, and and belonging, and indeed you know I've I've encouraged all of us to pay attention to that what I call the spark of connection in yeah. in those moments when you do feel seen, heard, and you belong. Um, and, yeah. and we can get those from other people. We can get that from ourselves. We can get that from the work that we do, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and paying attention in those moments because we don't get it all the time with ourselves. We don't get it all the time with, with our significant other or, or, or someone or something, but we get it in those moments. And when they yeah. do happen, they're truly amazing. Oh yeah, they're 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 life giving. Yeah, that's a, such yeah. a good point. Such a good term for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, um, and and you've written about this so beautifully. I think, I think we look for it in our intimate relationships, and we don't always find it. Right? It's it's possible to be in relationship or be surrounded by all these mm. other people. And, you know, now I'm going to bring up this word loneliness, but like. And feel lonely and feel feel not seen and not heard. I think yeah. that is a perfectly normal human experience. And it doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong with you or something's wrong with, you know, the other person. It it might mean that, you know, there's some work to do there in the relationship. But I think that's what I really try to explicitly teach in the circles and what I hope people walk away with is like now I've got these tools that I actually can use in my other relationships outside of circle. Um, I know what it, you know, what it should look and sound like to feel 
to both like you know receive the feelings of of being seen and heard and then also give them to another person yeah 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 and and i think that's a that's a really valuable skill i call what you what you shared then in terms of that you know responding with empathy and and like really listening to what's said what's not being said and how it's being said that's mm-hmm. that's really powerful and that's that's a fantastic way of responding with empathy um yeah. and all too often and i'm not going to say that i'm holier than thou i do this all the time i mean i've lived I'm I'm yeah. living I'm living a life and it's a life that you know I've I've done you know been to many places and done some crazy things and things like that and you know you want to share you want to open up you want to you know relate to other people through your stories but when and this is what I love and this is what I want to sort of come back to when someone shares with us indeed if we think about it in our own stories and someone uh, like we share our story and potentially, you know, our, share, uh, our story of loneliness, our story of coming out, our story of struggling with our own sexuality, perhaps continuing to struggle with our sexuality, continuing to struggle with something in our past that we, that we feel shame about. All of these, when we, when we speak it, and and say it out loud it is you know very like the weight is lifted off our shoulders but Mm. to be met with judgment either conscious or subconscious judgment through what i call a competitive story Mm. yeah and or uh when someone says well at least this hasn't happened i was like or, oh. you know, and, and, and I find this all the time um, in COVID during the, the, the isolation uh, and, and physical distancing in COVID and things. And particularly, particularly, you know, early on, at least here in, in New Zealand, I mean, life for now is, has gone back to, to relative normality. But in the first... Yeah. I know New Zealand. New Zealand, as an Australian, it does pay me to say New Zealand is awesome. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, yeah, like it's the little country that can, um, and and it's it's um, I admire it deeply. In, in it is for um, you know the number of times I heard friends say, "Well, at least," etc., 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 and when someone had said, "Well." In the way that we can say that we're struggling with hmm. isolation, in the way that we do have the vocabulary to to express that, and again that goes to listening to what's not being said as what as well as what is being said, and to be met with the well, at least there are no bombs falling on us. At least mm. there are no, uh, you know, at least we're warm and dry, and you know, got a roof over our heads. Yep, all of these things are true. But what that has just done, that that attempt to connect, all too often, is a um, uh, essentially belittling or dismissing the story. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of sending the message like your feelings don't matter here, and I'm not really seeing you. I'm not really hearing what you have to say. I'm sort of just bypassing through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's that can be a very common experience in lots of different types of relationships, and mm. it, yeah, it comes out to feeling not seen and heard, to not feeling like you belong, and to feeling possibly disconnected, possibly lonely, and there, you mm. know, all the, the the negative side effects of of that. So these are really like very small things that matter a lot in yeah. in a relationship. Um, yeah. I think sometimes we don't realize that, you know, we're doing them or that they even exist in the relationship until we have, until we pause and we really reflect on it. And if, if, you know, I I hope I get people to do that in circles, but I also think that like, maybe that's part of what this sort of pandemic experience um, is is meant to do for a lot of us is to make us pause and really think like, okay, what is actually coming up for me? Like, mm. what am I actually experiencing? What am I actually feeling? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's a brilliant segue. Um, and, and 
I, I, I just want to say one thing on the on that sort of being met with the at least and and you know how that shows up in like relationships you know friendships romantic partnerships work whatever it is and and being met with that at least because when we do are met with that at least we condition ourselves to edit our stories our experience because it's like well you know no i just need and there's the other critical word there just yep i just need to toughen up and endure it and we deny our story um you know and and what is causing us pain physical mental and emotional pain doesn't go away just because someone somewhere else in the world at some point in history now or otherwise has experienced far worse yeah yes and and we all too readily deny our own experience because someone somewhere in the history of the world has experienced that worse and they survived um or not and um but we, it's that denial, that, that um, the denial of the words, thoughts and, and feelings um, within us that can lead to some pretty isolating thoughts. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and the beauty of sharing that in a circle... I think that is right there, like so tremendously powerful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree, and thank you for <laughs> thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting too because I come from the field of positive psychology, mm. and we focus on, you know, what's right, what yeah. makes. What makes people happy? What makes people well? Um, and a lot of the criticism we get, actually, which 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 I'll go back and say is not true because this is what I'm trying to do in circles. But a lot of the criticism we we get is that like we're this kind of the spiritual bypassing, right? Like we're we're just like going straight through all the negative stuff just to focus on what's right. And um, I think the better way of saying that, what the field does, and what I attempt to do in circles. And I think what is just really important in terms of the work we both do around loneliness and around helping people is just allowing people to be their whole versions of themselves, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, all of it. Mm. Um, And that means sometimes you got to sit in the negative feelings and talk about the negative thoughts and and get it out there and feel like you're heard um, and that no one, no one's denying you your story and you're not denying yourself your story. And then, and then sometimes there's really great things and you want to share that too. And that happens in circles too. Mm, um, mm. But yeah, I think it's really, it's just like, it's a more holistic way of looking at a human. It's like, we're not, um, we're not all just focused on the good. We're not all just focused on the bad. We're talking about the whole human experience. Yeah. So it's, I'm so glad that you, you brought up that point about uh, positive psychology and, uh, and, and the, the thoughts or, or, or the criticism, the critiques uh, mm-hmm. are saying that, you know, it denies the other half of mm-hmm. the human experience. And this is something that we've talked about um, previously. And indeed, you, 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 you know, particularly about how cool I am. Uh, to... <laughs> Should I say it again? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm still waiting for the note. Uh, to, to tell my kids uh, that I'm cool. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm cool. that's right. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, so, see, boys, I am cool. Um, and um, it Your is... Not really as cool. <laughs> <laughs> I and hope they listen to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they won't, um, but uh, I'll, 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 be, I'll be playing it every time that they... that, that, that it's, it's possible, really. But, but more on, on how I'm cool, um, it, it, is, um, it is something that, uh, you know, right at the beginning of the conversation uh, about how difficult it is to engage with the concept, the topic, the thoughts, the feelings 
everything around loneliness. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I'm keen to get your thoughts, and you alluded to it before, uh, you know, just now, about how positive psychology uh, interacts with a negative, in inverted commas, emotion like, like loneliness that we all experience, that indeed we all must experience in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, in the, in the uh, you know, positive psychology, uh, you know, in, in, in popular culture, uh, yeah. not, not, not academically, but, you know, everything. Like there. self-help stuff. Yeah, we must be happy. We must be, yeah. you know, connected. We must be this. We must be this. If we must be, then there needs to be something that's driving that. Uh, right. You know, if something is positive, it, something has to be negative. Um, right. So, I guess the question is, how does loneliness and positive psychology uh, interact? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I'll say this first, just kind of generally about the field of positive psychology. Like it came to be because, um, because actually the field of psychology itself changed to just focusing in on the negative post World War II. Right. In the United States, and people were coming back from war, and like we just went straight to like, you know, let's treat all these veterans um, and help them, you know, not suffer essentially. And it became so focused on the negative that only like just around the turn of the century, so we're talking like 1998, did somebody by the name of Martin Seligman come out and say like, okay, you know, if we're going to focus all of our energy on what's wrong with people, we should probably also balance it with what's right with people. Right. And that's sort of what started to, started the field of positive psychology, but the key word there is balance, right? And I think a lot of what um, is a common misconception of the field is that like we're just focused on you know, interventions and techniques that make people happy. A large part of what we do is actually resiliency training, right? Mm. It's like actually people to, to, to deal and to cope and to like push through the suffering, not push through bypass, but like experience the suffering and come out, um, you know, thriving, not just surviving, but thriving. Right. So I think that's a common misconception. A lot of what we do actually is resiliency. And then coupled with, you know, focusing on the stuff that, we don't normally think to focus on like experiencing positive emotions like love, like gratitude, like hope, for example. Um, and the key thing there is like, you know, I think, and this is true with loneliness too, like some negative emotion is actually good for you. Some amount of suffering is actually good for you. You can't really have the positive without the negative, right? Like that's an old, old time philosophy that still definitely remains true. Like you, you have to have some of the negative. I think it becomes problematic when it's chronic, right? Yeah. Chronic anxiety, chronic, chronic loneliness. Like that's just too much. And then, and then it just spirals downward. Right. Um, and so what positive psychology is trying to do, especially in this day and age, when, um, we see depression and anxiety all too rampant across the world, across ages, um, is to like, is to, to not allow yourself to only focus in on the negative, to actually train your brain to like reorient towards the positive simultaneously. You're going to experience the things that are hard in life. And you can also experience joy and love and hope and, and you know, all the other positive experiences of life too. So back to loneliness, I actually think, and I, I'm curious if you would agree with this, because I actually think loneliness, some degree of it is good. Mm. Um, and I think right now, if people are experiencing loneliness due to the pandemic, that, there's a part of that that's actually positive. That's actually like giving you a signal, signaling to yourself, like I am. There's something not right here, right? Like now is the time to go inward, figure mm-hmm. out what that is. Mm-hmm. So you know, hopefully, I can come out of this period um, <laughs> whenever it's over. Um, you know, with with. Um, able to go more outward, right? Able to do, able to like move on with my life and and thrive, right? So I think some degree of loneliness is good because it's triggering to you that something needs to be fixed and you've got some time to fix it, right? Chronic loneliness is different, right? And chronic loneliness is, I think, where we see a all those health, um, 
repercussions that you know everybody's citing these days loneliness is 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 the epidemic of our time like you smoking mm. yeah yeah it actually can really episode yeah. in episode six uh of the lonely diplomat uh, <laughs> the lonely diplomat that's the other one uh of of the uh <laughs> of connection over coffee with the loneliness guys um yeah all about the mental physical and emotional health impacts of chronic loneliness mm-hmm. yeah it's and i appreciate you making that mm-hmm. yeah that's killing us right i appreciate you making that distinction so it's like yeah we don't want to get we don't want to become too negative we don't want to become too lonely too you know everything in balance and sometimes um especially now i think like we do have to be more intentional about also creating the space for very positive things otherwise it's all too easy to just get stuck and mired in the in the negative right Mm. Uh, but at the same time uh, back to you know this pandemic and loneliness and positive psychology and where does all this stuff how does all this stuff connect it's like um if you're feeling like for anyone who's listening if you're feeling lonely as a result of being in this pandemic and being quarantined um it might have actually already been something that was there and you're just the, it's just everything's kind of like paused <laughs> and all the external st- at least all the outside stuff right mm. um i mean you still distract yourself in your home but like you don't have any of those external distractions so like here you are this is what you're experiencing and now okay it's not it, it's telling you something okay now what do you want to do about it Yep. So I think that's I think that's good. That's the good part of this. Yeah. And it pardon pardon my language here, but it's a shitty way of getting something good. It it does feel like we are being smacked around the head with the cold dead fish of reality. Uh yep. and the the absence of what we did beforehand. So whether you know you know working at uh, working at work you know at an office at a shop whatever it was you know that's now gone it's now the time of working from home and you might not you know might not want to be at home anymore you know you you got your right. you got your social interaction from the interactions at the office. Um, yep. or, or, or the shop or, you know, you know, at work. So one, one thing that, you know, and this is something that we've talked about, uh, last week and we've both been, um, reflecting on this since that conversation was that crisis catches where you are. Yep. Uh, and in a previous job that I did, uh, as a diplomat and indeed as a public servant, we do crisis uh, crisis planning, uh, contingency planning all the time. And oh. uh, uh, a, a former ambassador said this in relation to crises, is that they catch you where you are. Your level of preparedness for them, and when they do happen, you know, everything else strips away, and your mm-hmm. level of, like, your communication skills, your, you know, in terms of work context your organizational skills, your ability to think on the fly comes out, your ability to be resilient, um, uh, you know, comes out during times of crises. As perverse as this sounds, um, my, like the, 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 the listener here who, you know, follows my work knows that I call loneliness a gift. Mm-hmm. It's po- probably not one. I'm not going to say someone, you know, kids go, I'd like some loneliness for Christmas. Um, you know, it's my birthday next week. You know, could I get a, <laughs> could I get a gift voucher to go and buy some loneliness, please? That'd be great. Um, no, it's not a gift that we ever want, but it's the gift that we get. As humans, right. it's a gift that we get. And yep. simply seeing it as what it is, which is our body's way, our mind's way, our, our soul's way of mm-hmm. saying, you know, you actually need to connect. Mm-hmm. Something's like, you know, something's not within, you're not getting the connection that you need. Yep. Um, 
And then that's the invitation. That's the choice then that we have. Do we, you know, go, ooh, it's actually awkward to put ourselves out there. It's awkward to go to something like an OPM circle and uh, and, yeah. and sit there and be seen, be heard and, and risk not belonging, mm-hmm. risk judgment, risk, you know, the the and 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 i think on judgment it's the judgment around loneliness the judgment comes harshly from ourselves we can deny we can deny ourselves that you know that we are lonely at all right and and so what one of the things that that i really do find about the, the 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 current sort of pandemic situation is that we have a choice we we are confronted with a choice and and it's not something that's comfortable it's not mm-hmm. something that we would ever wish for or, or or very few of us would ever wish for but the opportunity of things being like life being stripped right back to the bare essentials uh, and remembering here in New Zealand, a six-week lockdown period where nothing was open except for supermarkets, um, chemists, like pharmacies, uh, and um, that was it. That was it. Mm. No coffee shops, no takeaway food, no wow. anything, anything. Wow. You were at home or you were at the coffee shop, uh, not the coffee shop, at the supermarket in in. Yeah, in a queue to get into a supermarket because it was all carefully controlled. You were all two meters apart, um, but it was actually, actually lovely mm. because the only thing that mattered was the basics and other people mm. taking care, being kind to other people. Mm. Yeah. And so, one of the, 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 the greatest gifts, I think, here in, in New Zealand, and it's carried on, is that people are kinder to each other. People are more patient with each other. People are very respectful of each other and appreciate what is now. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I think... Going back a, a, a few few points there, we have when we realise that we're lonely, when we realise that we are in need of more authentic connection, it's a gift, and it we then have a choice in what we do with it. Yes, agree, and I think too to to even add on to that, like before you even make the choice there's 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 a need to just accept it right which i think can be really Mm. and you write a lot about this i think um with your like i've seen this a lot on your loneliness guy uh instagram is like it's the first step in all of this work is just like accepting what is right like accepting you feel lonely accepting that there's something missing um accepting that you're not your authentic self yet right i think there's there's so much there's so it's so easy to like experience something negative and then just resist it right and then the suffering comes from not the thing itself but from resisting the thing that is and keeping up the resistance and keeping it yeah it's yeah that's exhausting in of itself too so i think um you know for 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 people who and we can't say this yet in the states because we're (laughs) We're still in it, but I would imagine for people in um, in New Zealand who came out of that six week period, experiencing what you just mentioned of like you know that was a lovely thing, and now we're kinder as a result. Um, probably took the time to like, okay, I'm gonna accept it. This is what it is. This is this is a shitty situation, mm. and I'm not gonna pretend it's good. This is what it is, and. Now, now that I've accepted it and realized that this is this is the situation, now I can make some choices about how I'm going to come out after this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure there's people who um, have been resisting it all along, right? And it's going to be harder to get to this place of 
ready to connect with other people, ready to do something about the loneliness if you don't accept it first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that we can never underestimate and, or I think we underestimate it at our peril. And I'm saying this out loud and I can, I can replace all those pronouns there with my peril. Yeah. I can, I forget this at my peril. The, um, the courage absolute sheer bloody determined courage that it can take to simply sit and acknowledge our own words our own thoughts and feelings yeah oh yeah loneliness or otherwise yes yeah i agree with that i mean i'm glad you said that because i'm talking like uh, you know like I've got all this figured out or like I haven't been lonely or I, one thing that's been brought up to that I've reflected on a lot during this period. And now that I look back, I'm like, I was actually already experiencing this. I was just kind of like hedging it off for a while. And the pandemic has really brought it up for me is like, I have, I've been feeling disconnected with a lot of my girlfriends for a while. And I think, um, you know, I think I had I had a lot of friends who got married and started families and had kids, and then I sort of lost connection with them. And and you know, we weren't we weren't talking all the time. We weren't seeing each other. Life got busy. Um, and I think this pandemic has highlighted for me, like, oh, I've I've actually really been missing a lot of my friends, and like that's really made me sad. Um, and I I think I'm still seeing that a little bit, you know, yeah. but and then like to figure out okay like what is the next step how do i you know how do i reconnect and how do i do how do i maintain these connections with these people that meant so much so um yeah i think this is all of this stuff that i is very applicable to me too yeah yeah me too me too yeah and yeah it it, it, and that's a tough realization that's a tough realization because severe i'm just going to you know listening to you listening to you when you when you said you know these are people who meant so much hmm. um that's past tense mm-hmm. that's a good point um and you know is it you know is there room in there for present progressive tense for yeah. they still mean so much yeah um yeah I mean, well, yeah. they do. And I, I think you're, I'm glad you pointed that out. I mean, they absolutely do. And I think that's what's been hard for me. Again, before the pandemic hit, but I was probably just, you know, distracted and masking it with other stuff. And then as I've gone into this sort of like, well, I mean, mandated quarantine, but sort of cocooning phase of just like, okay, it's like gonna sit around for a few months here yeah i really reflected on that i'm like no but you know this it's it's hard and i miss them and they still mean a lot to me and i want to do something about that right yeah yeah good because sometimes you know and and this is me putting my hand up here this no is saying this this also applies to me it's like you know these people meant so much you know right you know, still occupy a special place in my heart. But does that apply now? And is this, and this is something that I'll be writing and and speaking on in in the future, because I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this, is it reciprocated? Hmm. And and because loneliness makes us, loneliness plays out in all sorts of behaviours. And lonely people are often the um, the first to connect, the first to reach out, and the f- and and kind of the organisers of a group because it's a way, it's a constructive way of bringing people together for. And and this isn't selfish. It's it's simply a fact of like getting the connection that they need. And if it didn't happen, it wouldn't like an event wouldn't happen and the connection that they need wouldn't happen. But if that connection isn't reciprocated, if the calls aren't returned or like the conversation rarely, if ever goes below the surface. So there's no more, there's, there's barely anything about, you know, beyond gossip or beyond sex or beyond, 
politics or the weather or whatever it is, you know, is the connection that you seek, is that actually reciprocated? And that, again, is a hard thing to sit with. Right. If it's not. If it's not reciprocated. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, if, if, you know, you're the one who's texting, uh, you're the one who's organizing everything, and then, you know, something's organized, but, you know, it's not including you, uh, or, you know, it's, you know, is that actually, you know, is that a relationship that's reciprocated? And mm-hmm. we can be, because that's, re- that's a hard thing, especially if you've actually come to the realization that you're lonely. Yep that, you know, you're putting all this effort out there because, you know, busyness is a curse. And I'm going to be writing on that again in one of my, you know, so far 27 future topics. Busyness is certainly one of them. And busyness is an absolute choice. Yeah. And busyness is numbing as well. Yep. Um, yeah. It's like, I can't connect. Can't, can't do the work in myself because I'm far too busy. Yeah. It's like, mm, there's always time for what's important. You're just choosing to not prioritize something. Um, right, right. So there's, oh, there's such a rich vein. This is why I'm doing my work here at The Loneliness, yeah. guys, because, you know, you you unpick a thread of that jumper and the whole thing just comes unraveling. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it's the irony of loneliness is it's connected to everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and so, I love your like you you did mention you know that the cocooning, uh, mm-hmm. and in that blog, um, I did say you know, let's use this this mandate mandated um, you know period of of social isolation, physical distancing, as. Uh, a, a time of cocooning so you know at the end of it we can you know emerge as a butterfly and it might not be fully formed butterfly or, or you know sometimes the cocooning might need to take a little longer but Sophia my question is how are you using this time to metamorphosize oh. I'm not going to say it's an easy question <laughs> I know it's not an easy question. Um, you know, I don't even know if I have the full answer to that. I think sometimes it, those questions are like you, you can answer them upon reflection when you look back. Right. And you're mm. like, Oh, that's what that period was about. That's what I did. But I, I will say that I, I've thought a lot about, I mean, because I'm doing it with my circles for work, but I also am thinking about it personally of just a lot of reflection on, my own connections like where am i disconnected where within myself and to whom um in my life am i disconnected and where do i want to focus my attention and and energy and certain relationships have come up for me for sure um and i think you know and then in terms of like connected with myself i think this like this this period of quarantine prompted i mean i mentioned that i had started opm before this and then it pivoted for because of covid but i think um doing this work is like me coming into my authentic self i think this is this my work is more in line than it's ever been before with like what it is that i really think i'm good at and then i have to offer this world so I, i think i'm still very much going inward and reflecting but i think this this period is i'm hoping to emerge with um just more confidence and more um, authenticity around like who I really am and what I really want to do and how mm. I really want to contribute to my relationships and and the world. I don't think I'm going to get there. <laughs> like, let's say this is you know another five months or I don't know whatever they're saying now six months. But I, I don't think like I don't think it's just going to be this easy break of like okay now the lockdown is released completely. And I'm now this butterfly. I think I think this, this has been, to your point, like this forced cocooning period that um, I'm trying to really take seriously. And I hope that my hope is that I get I come out of it a new and better version of myself. But um, 
I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see, but we, yeah. we still got some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, and and even you know, COVID, uh, COVID quarantining aside, we always have time because I feel strongly, very strongly that connection to self isn't something that you just go, you know, I'm going to nail that by Friday. And then by Friday evening, you dust your hands off uh, and, you know, go out and, you know, hi, everyone, I'm more connected to myself now. Every connection that I now make, yeah, like not not more connected to myself, fully connected to myself. Um, and I've worked me out uh, and, you know, life from now on is going to be all full of authentic connections. New. No, I think that's a lifetime. Right. Yeah. I think it's a life. Yeah. It's a lifelong pursuit for sure. And mm. I think, yeah, this will not be the only time I'm in the cocooning phase. Um, this is not the only time I'll metamorphosize. This is just a, a forced one, yeah. you know, like a, one that we didn't expect, but that is, um, you know, uh, hopefully a gift in and of itself. But um, yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think your question too about what I've done during this period, I, something that you said sparked this in me of just like our, our conversation about like being okay with the loneliness part. I think I'm getting better at being okay with shitty situations. Mm. Um, and not, and, and really working on like not trying to resist it so much. So, um, what does that look like? Allowing myself to cry more, allowing myself to um, speak more openly with certain people. I think, you know, going back to the feeling seen and heard, I think I've been a little bit more selective of like who I really feel seen and heard with and telling them what's, you know, you know, what's, what's come up for me during this period. Yep. Um, yeah. Just like allowing myself to really like experience all or like really... <laughs> really feel the feelings and not hold back on them. Um, And just saying like, you know, this is, this is shitty. It is what it is. And so, yeah, I worry a little bit about this, like, um, you know, we've seen it on social media of like a, how to thrive during Uh, quarantine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, what about just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that anyone's thriving. Right. I mean, maybe some people would claim they are, but like, what about just like, it's crappy and it's okay that it's crappy. <laughs> like, why are yeah. we not getting that message? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think I've tried to, I've tried to be better about that for myself. And I've tried to be better about holding space for, for other people in my mm. life who come to me about like why they are suffering during this time of like, you know what? It's okay. And instead of trying to problem solve, instead of trying to like resist it or like fix it, like, let's just be with it for a little bit. Mm. Like, it's shitty and it, that's that's is what it is um allow it to be yeah. allow it to be yeah. yeah 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 this like oh my god like this is uh uh i i i'm not gonna lie i was a little concerned that lightning wouldn't strike multiple times but <laughs> you know absolute soulgasm um right here because that that's real yeah that's 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 real and i don't know if you listener felt that but certainly you know when the 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 power of vulnerability right there um that and and you know you're exactly right sophia saying that you know not everyone you know you, you don't need to get real with everybody and and share you know your deepest darkest you know, secrets and hopes right. and dreams and aspirations and stuff. That's that's a privilege for, for, for a special few. Yep. But it's a privilege that you deserve for yourself too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's that is what gives me that spark of connection is allow like seeing people stop denying themselves stop denying the thoughts and feelings um that perhaps you know we're not used to um thinking and feeling right and so to hear you say that you're allowing yourself to feel whatever that feels 
in that moment, in that day, um, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, thank you. And it also sucks sometimes too, you know, yeah. it's like, and it's allowed uh, to suck. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, and I, I've been quarantining with my boyfriend and we're looking for a new place. And like just yesterday, <laughs> just yesterday he got, he bore the brunt of me freaking out about like moving and you know, the next stage of, of our lives. And like, I was totally expressing myself and he, he got, he got to bear the brunt of that a little bit. So it is awesome to, it's awesome to express yourself and it's also really hard too. Um, mm. but I think that's the, that's yeah. Back to your question. I think that's what I'm working on. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, when you crack it, <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Let us let us all know. We'll uh, you know I'll have you back yeah, in. I'll let you know the secret. <laughs> yeah. So I've got two follow up, uh, two questions, and and you know we'll need to to to, to finish off the uh, off coffee and and get on with our days. But yes. The first the first of the two question. What's the plan for OPM? Oh, um, I love that you asked that question because I had new thoughts today on that. Um, I'm for sure continuing my circles i give a free circle every thursday to anybody who wants to come but i've also started a few like ongoing collectives with small groups of like four to six people that meet in circle with the same collective of people every other week for three months so um continuing with that membership offering to just you know my dream is really to just grow little collectives of people all over but i had this other thought today of um it being like this sort of lifelong, you know, like join a collective of people you don't know yet mm. from all over the world um, who are not your family. They're not your friends. They're not your colleagues. You're not people you know yet, um, but join them and be part of that collective for your life and meet every other week or meet, you know, once a month in circle online i just i think my vision is that this that circles the opium collective and the circles that we do is really the new wave of how humans intimately connect in the absence of um do, being able to do a lot of things in person yeah and hopefully that will be lifted like i do there's a lot of value in doing things in person but <laughs> Um, I think, you know, I think the world will change permanently as a result of this. And so I can see online circles as a way to sort of bridge that gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I really hope to, I hope that this could be like, you know, a new way of kind of, it's, it's beyond other social media forms. It's like actual real human connection, you know, in real time while you're fa not face to face in person, but face to face via screen. So, um, yeah, I hope OPM turns into something that's lifelong connection for people. The world may change, but people won't. That's true. People can adapt, but there's still, you know, connection is, is a basic human need, just like yep. food and shelter and all those other things. Right. <laughs> connection one of them, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's not a nice to have. It's not a, you know, uh, something that, you know, I'll be ready to be connected when you know not now because it's a need it's not a want yeah. it's not a rainy day not a you know a a passion project uh you know it's it's oh, sorry not a passion project a side hustle it's not no 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 it is as fundamental because the statistics show uh yeah. in you know when it comes to chronic loneliness that the thoughts and feelings that we can kind of just get used to are killing us. Yeah. Put us at higher risk of cardiovascular disease, put us at, you know, sleeplessness. Uh, and, you know, we, we yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, mental, emotional, uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically damaging to us. And, yeah. you know, now, now is the time. Now is the time, just like you, you know, you might be going when you, when we finish this coffee, 
you know, you know, going home and, you know, going to the fridge and getting something out and eating it. Connection is as important as the eating. Um, yep, absolutely. Yeah. I'm really excited for the future of OPM um, and because I can see that it serves a real need based on what we just said. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of longitudinal... Uh, uh, view um, like you know spending a lot of time together um, over the few years uh, and that's critical and there are so many studies so many studies that show that you know places that have low levels of loneliness uh, you know have that kind of collective village feel mm-hmm. where people are allowed to be in all their awesomeness and their quirkiness and their glorious humanity but they know that mm-hmm. the, their, their neighbours who they've grown up with in the same village, they might fight, they might bicker, they might, you know, not see eye to eye to each other, but they're going to be the first to be there when yep. there's a shoulder needed or a casserole needs cooking or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we can recreate that. I mean, that's... I think it's possible to recreate those experiences online. I really do. Yeah. 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 So, Sophia, how can people find OPM? Yeah. Um, well, website, opmcollective.com. Um, follow me on Instagram. Follow OPM at OPM Collective on Instagram. Um, and Facebook, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I would invite, thank you for asking. I would invite anybody to join a free circle on a Thursday. Um, Just kind of gives you a taste of what happens in a circle. And then there's always an invitation to join an ongoing collective um, after that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's Thursday in San Francisco, right? Thursday in San Francisco, Friday in New Zealand. I give it, um, I've, I'm still working on doing all my time conversions without a calculator, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, I alternate Thursdays. So California time, um, every other week it starts at 12 PM and then every other week starts at 6 PM. So that's, you know, there's, your, your, that's your Friday. Yep. There, there's, <laughs> there's an app for that that does those time conversions very handily. Um, How do I, what's the app? How do I not know this app? I think at like even just like the regular clock app on your phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That would be smart if I yeah. used that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, but uh, yeah. So I'm coming along to one this week. Yes. I'm very grateful. and very excited to have you. I'm, I'm, um, I mean, you're so well versed in this stuff, and then I'm excited to hear from you afterwards, like what the experience was like for you, and what you noticed maybe in other people who are also going to be at that circle who maybe don't know as much about loneliness and connection as you do. So yeah. I'm I'm here to hear your thoughts on that. Any any way to connect uh, with what and who is important uh, is uh, is is well it's important to me that's it's one of my values so happy to be there yeah and and happy that you are doing this happy and very grateful that you're doing this work too and i know for particular populations of you know you have your your the diplomat population you have the gay men population and i just think it is so important um to talk about loneliness and connection in all these different spaces with all these different people, because the commonality is that we all experience it. And I think you just are doing a phenomenal job of opening up space for people who uh, might really struggle with it to talk about it openly. So Mm. yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, It it does go right back to that very first point. And then before I go on, I want to acknowledge the, the, uh, the, 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 the kind feedback there and, and say, thank you. Um, yeah, this is very, very, very tough. And, you know, simply sitting here, listening to the conversation, um, you know, as inspiring as it is, could have been very tough for the listener um, to, to because it's, it's tacit or overt acknowledgement of their loneliness. Uh, and, you know, I'm here to say rather like 
um, uh, you know, the acknowledgement of any uncomfortable truth about ourselves, like our sexuality, mm. power can come from acknowledging our loneliness. It seems counterintuitive, it's hard, it's deeply unnerving and upsetting, potentially very unnerving and upsetting. We are vulnerable as fuck in doing <laughs> it. Yeah. But there is power in it, absolute power in it. And loneliness is not something where, like, there is no need to be chronically lonely. We're going to be lonely right. from time to time. We just need the skills right. and the support for to help us get the connection quickly and effectively in ways mm -hmm. that serve us, um, that sustain us when loneliness strikes. So this is that's all about the destigmatizing and promoting authentic connection. Yeah. Sophia Cocares, I think we are going to be hearing a lot more from you both on this podcast over time and just globally in your quest for global connection domination. Um, and <laughs> well, likewise to you, Phil. I'm very honored to be able to chat with you, and I can't wait for the future of both of our work. I think I think it's it's yeah it, we'll we'll get there slowly slowly but surely poco a poco right <laughs> there with you <laughs> yeah. Sophia thank you so much for joining me for a coffee for a uh, for connecting over coffee over something important like this and yes uh, you know we're we're both showing our 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 coffee mugs here so thank you so much thank you Phil. Wasn't that a fantastic chat with Sophia? I can't wait to see where OPM circles go next and go into the future. That's it for this conversation. Thank you so much again for joining me and Sophia for coffee. And if you liked this conversation, please give it a high rating on the service through which you're now listening. If you've got a question for me, please send me an email to connect at thelonelinessguy.com. And I'd love to have a conversation with you to support you and to help you get support from other gay men who are working through the thoughts and feelings of their own loneliness. And I can do this through my premium subscriber lounge exclusively for premium subscribers of The Loneliness Guy. For details about how to join, go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash subscribe and scroll down to the premium subscriber tab. Thanks again for joining us today. And until the next time we have a chat over coffee, be safe, be kind, and be awesomely you. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguy.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.